Hello and welcome to episode 110 of the Nerd Culture Podcast. For this episode we have news, reviews, contests of champions and Azerothian times as normal. Uh, for those of you who don't know, my name is David and I'm your host. And with me are the NCP crew, Crystal. I didn't know that was your name. You didn't know? No. Well, it's on the, mar- just, it's on the just, marriage certificate. I just called, called, uh, just knew you as the host. You just called me, hey you. <laughs> get, get me dinner. And Bo. How's it going, man? Yeah, it's going good, dude. And uh, we also have uh, a special guest. Bo, would you like to introduce our special guest? Yeah, I think uh, I've been thinking about it all week, and I want to call him Cam Winston. Cam Winston? Cam Winston. That was the uh, um, upstairs neighbor of Frasier in the, t- in the TV show Frasier. <laughs> that's right. And uh, We well, see that's very ironic because I hate that show so much. I, hate oh, Frasier. I love Frasier. I don't like Frasier. It's I don't so like good. Seinfeld. Oh, my God. Oh, dude, you are actually now my new best friend. Oh my I god, I just muted the mic all the time. Oh, please don't. Uh, <laughs> that is I awesome. like Seinfeld. Because it's rubbish. Oh, oh you've, not been, you've not been educating him very so well. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so Cam the what Man. What do you mean you don't like Seinfeld? <laughs> What's the deal with not liking Seinfeld? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, so uh, Cam, Cam Winston, is uh, he's my cousin, uh, much younger cousin. And um, he wants to start a podcast, so I thought we'd show him the ropes, David. Yep, all right. This is a trial by fire. <laughs> yep, trial by fire. Lesson one, the Cam Winston thing. It's probably only funny to me. Rule number one of podcasting, if it's funny to you, it's funny enough, all right? Yeah. Write it down. Did you bring a pen? Uh, no, I did not. No pen? You're not, you're not prepared? You're supposed to be taking notes. <laughs> oh, Jesus, no. <laughs> you know what? We're recording this. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't need to take notes. It's recorded. Okay. Oh. <laughs> rule. Over and over again. I'll have it memorized by like next that's year. Like, that's like that's the that's the Kevin Smith rule of podcasting. If it's funny to you, it's it's funny to everybody. It's funny enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, he I is actually Adam funny. Adam Sandler would stop making movies. Oh, I'm totally with you there. That's, that's my confession. He should have stopped at Happy I'm Gilmore with... and be done with it. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. Anyway, so uh, welcome to the show, Cam. It's very, very cool to have you on. Thank you for having me. No worries at all, dude. It's a pleasure. You have a good, you have a good radio voice. It's actually, it's quite good. We, we'll get along like that. <laughs> uh, don't, so, don't fill his head up too much, all right? <laughs> Not trying to get a rival podcast going here. <laughs> I don't want any competition. Like, so, so you want to do a podcast? What, what do you want that podcast to be about? Everything. Everything. I like Everything. It. I'm going to have like current current events. I'm going to have things about like the different kinds of interests that I have. <laughs> life of a teenager. The struggle is real. <laughs> what is life as a teenager like these days? Uh, it's oh. very stupid. I hate everybody who like is. I think everybody's ignorant. tweeting things. I don't know. I don't have. I don't even have a Twitter. Like you don't have a Twitter. I, have a tw- I tried to have a Twitter one time, and I just couldn't do it. Like, <laughs> I couldn't bring myself to keep the app. Same for Instagram. Like I got. I got tired of it. It was the same exact thing every time. People so you, posting a selfie or whatever, like, oh, I'm so ugly, and then people coming like, no, you're beautiful, and they're like, ah, oh. I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> All right, like, dude, I've got to, I've got to take advantage of this opportunity. So even though I myself, I mean, I'm an old man, I'm 41, but I was a teenager at one point, and Bo, of course, was was a was a teenager not that long ago. But you actually are a teenager. You're an American teenager. So I have to ask this question: How close to like? movies american teen movies and tv shows is being in american high school really like (laughs) (laughs) um 
There's no vampires. I, I yeah. Remember, yeah. Unless that's a new thing. Unless yeah. that's a new thing. They weren't there when I was there. I mean, now it's now it's just like sappy love stories, like the Fault in Our Stars and yeah, Divergent. But that like so 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 I'll give you like so what, what I'm basically pointing at is have you seen the movie Twenty One Jump Street? Uh no, not yet. Actually. Oh okay. What about uh, what about like Easy A? No. no. Have you seen any teen movies of any kind? I've, I've seen the per, uh, the perks of being a wallflower. All right, great. Perks that. of being a wallflower. Excellent. What's that? Is that is that true? Um. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's pretty accurate, I guess. Like, it's a bunch of teens who are like, oh, you know, we don't fit in, and then they <laughs> figure out, oh, we fit in with each other, and then two of these people fall in love, and it's just like <laughs> it's yeah. like the Breakfast Club. Let's let's uh, get the ball cracking. Uh, let's start off with some news. For anybody who hasn't been living under a rock, they'll know that uh, Apple has released uh, their new iPhone, the iPhone 6. It's uh, too big, man. That's what she said. <laughs> it comes in two sizes, <laughs> and uh, one of them is quite larger. It's, it's basically the rival to you know, the Samsung. Big. They're both too big. They won't, won't fit in my, I want it to fit in my pocket. I think uh, the so the one there's the there's the iPhone six which is the normal size one. Yeah. It's actually the same size as the Samsung Galaxy S five. Yeah. Um, or I'm sorry, the Galaxy S four. Four. Um, yeah. The five is actually a little bigger, and the iPhone six plus the screen size is the same as my Note two. I have a Note two. Yeah. But the actual phone itself is still larger than my phone. So. It's wow. a, it is a bit large. The plus is a bit large. Did you see the video about the guy, the very first guy to buy one, like the absolute first yeah. sport one, and he dropped it <laughs> on yeah, camera. I saw that. <laughs> That's got to like. Anyway, I mean, it's, I'm not a, I'm not an Apple fan, as our listeners will know. I think uh, this slavery to yeah. Apple products is ridiculous. Although I must mention that we are recording this on an iMac, <laughs> on a, a book, yeah. and I'm holding an iPad in my hand. But there's nothing wrong with using technology at work. Don't, yeah. don't, don't, as long as it works. Buy don't buy it just because you're a fanboy. Yeah. They, they, make, they make good products. Like, yeah. They really do. It's just, to me, they, they always get credit for making the product whenever they didn't originally make the product. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, that's exactly they, right. They call it innovation, but really like other companies have done it. But they do really well in marketing those things so that it's, it's um you know all of a sudden adopted by you know millions instead of you know yeah, it's just geniuses just, they do a really good job of, of that yeah i yeah. feel like they're piggybacking on steve jobs's legacy that's what i feel like they're doing yeah. it sounds like something a 16 year old would say uh, i'm just kidding <laughs> it's gonna be like this for the whole show isn't it well that's pretty good i'm 15 <laughs> hey uh, yeah hey really you well, told us he was 16 then. that's that's, that's <laughs> like good enough hey there's there's an age limit on this show it's, it's 15 is that good Nah, that's good kidding god i wish i was 15 again no, God, I'm an old man. I don't want to be 15 again. I, I would, God, no. God, it would be brilliant. No. Anyway, so on top of on part, as part of that iPhone six release uh, during their ridiculous keynote speeches and stuff, they had you two appear in this really lame countdown thing. Did you see that? Uh, One. I didn't actually this watch hand the slap thing. No. Oh, it's just ridiculous. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but uh, as part of this, the they, Apple have um, released U uh, the the new U two album is available for free. Uh, on iTunes, you yeah, want it or it's, not? it's important. It's, I really, really want to mention the phrase. Yeah, you don't get a choice. As soon as you, as soon as you turn iTunes on, it downloads the uh, the the YouTube. No, no, album it doesn't for you. download what? it immediately. Yeah, like, you yeah. have to actually download it. it. it like yeah, well, it comes up. It comes up as a SoundCloud thing. It does, but yeah. you have to still actually download it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so one is YouTube. YouTube didn't give their their music away for free. Like, uh, there's an interview that Bono did directly after that show. 
and the interviewer said, "Hey, you know that's how you know wonderful it is that you know you're giving away the album for free." And Bono's like, "No chance we're giving away our music for free. Apple bought it off us." <laughs> And it's true. It's ridiculous. Yeah. You two aren't stupid. Yeah, you two, they don't give anything away for free. But uh, but the reaction, the online reaction to this, to, to getting this album free, is bizarre. It's like this anti-U2 backlash that uh, I just find very, very strange. Like, you got free stuff and automatically it's bad. Like, one guy's like, I want to burn my iPhone because now it's got U2 on it. And <laughs> it's like... It's really not that hard to delete. I've seen online tutorials that teach you how to delete it. It's just, not that hard. You just swipe to the left and then hit delete. It's gone. But, uh, <laughs> but I, want to ask, I want to ask you guys, but Bo, are you a U2 fan? No, no, not really. Oh, there you go. And, and Cam? Wait, what? Do you know who U2 is? Nope. 15-year-old world... <laughs> <laughs> do you really not know who you two is no <laughs> that's God. brilliant that is so awesome you were just joking that's not like not knowing who the Beatles are good or bad I can't tell yet Cam, Cam, uh, I mean they're not very good people call me hipster because I don't listen to I'm the same way yeah, yeah like I don't listen to music that everybody listens to if like more than four people like it I don't like it anymore <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not that extreme <laughs> I'm going to admit this. When One Direction came out, I loved them. And oh, then, my God. Then, no Seinfeld, One Direction. <laughs> oh, my God. But then, like, I'm everyone sure started liking them, and then they became sellouts. And I was just like, ugh. Were they ever not sellouts? Yeah. Okay. What do you mean they become well, sellouts? They were, all, they were all sellouts. <laughs> right, exactly. They're, they were they're, always sellouts. They're produced. They're, they're, not, they're no different to <laughs> the village people. Well, granted, this is before I got into the music that I'm into now. Yeah. So... But anyway, you two. Anyway, anyway you two. So, Bo, you don't, I, I like them. Bo, you don't like them. Were you upset that you, that you got There's YouTube? like a song or two they play at church sometimes. But were you, were you <laughs> upset that you got the album for free is what I'm asking. I didn't know I got the album for free. <laughs> I, don't use, I don't use iTunes on anything. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Well, then do it. I, I actually but, I haven't listened to it yet, but I might review it for the next episode. Okay, cool. <laughs> That's a good idea. You know what it reminds me of, though, is whenever you download, like, podcast apps and they already have, like, 12 shows on there just so you kind of, you know, have, you know, know how to do it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's kind of it's kind of like if you were pissed off about that. You're like, what? Twits on my iPod? I didn't ask for it. Hopefully one day NCP will be on that. What are the free podcasts that you get? That'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> That's my dream. That's my make it happen universe. Anyway, I think it's a ridiculous over overreaction. I mean, seriously, you got it for free. You don't want it, delete it. It's not that big a deal. Exactly. What if they are they going to win some award for the most downloaded album <laughs> against people's choice? <laughs> <laughs> it just seems weird to me. But I'm not award. pissed about it. I mean, yeah. I'll just delete the album whenever yeah. I get it. But uh, I'm not. I'm not pissed about it. Yeah. I have a question for everyone. Okay. What? I saw. I saw a picture that had this question on here, and it really started to make me think. If babies are in the womb for nine months, yeah. why aren't they born nine months old? Why don't they start out at nine months instead of zero? Yeah. Like, like, I don't know. No, no, not like growth wise. Yeah. I mean, like, why don't they start birth at right, nine months old? Because nobody wants to be nine months older than they actually are. <laughs> right, exactly. But here's, here's number two lesson in podcasting. Shut the hell up. <laughs> lesson in podcasting. That has nothing to do with you too, all right? Yeah, sorry. sorry I... It was funny to me. It was funny enough. <laughs> it, was, it was funny. That is just harsh, man. We had this guy ringing up, like someone old lady listened to Talkback Radio. We had this guy ringing up complaining that he was in the line for three hours and they didn't bother telling anybody that there was only eight phones. 
<laughs> no, we didn't do that. <laughs> you deserve it. If you're in a line for three hours for a phone that you can get walk in a week later, then you're an idiot. Yeah. Just insult it. Rule, rule number three, Cam, of, of podcasting, don't insult your audience. <laughs> 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 Moving on. <laughs> Let's move on quickly. Uh, and uh, just one last piece of news, uh, the Deadpool movie that uh, has been long awaited by Deadpool fans, the three of yes. them are out there, uh, is, is officially announced. So uh, a few weeks back they, uh, they leaked, and I do that with, you know, quote marks, <laughs> some test footage of, of a possible Deadpool movie with uh, Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool and uh, killing yeah. some, some people in a, in a car. It was very cool. Clearly wasn't leaked. Clearly released on purpose, but that's all right. That's fine. But uh, from that, the reaction from that has been so awesome. Uh, that they've actually announced that they are in fact going to do a Deadpool movie, and they've even bumped back the Assassin Creed movie in order to fit it in, which is pretty cool. So it's actually coming out February 12, twenty sixteen, and uh, Ryan Reynolds will be Deadpool. But I was hanging out for that Assassin's Creed movie. Were you? No. <laughs> Who stars in the Assassin's Creed movie? Stop Ryan Reynolds? No, it's not Ryan Reynolds. It's Michael, Michael Fassbender. Yeah, I still but, bought the fourth one. <laughs> so Cam, when I said that, you got all excited. You Deadpool fan? Yes, I'm an extreme <laughs> Deadpool fan. There's something so great about a character that knows he's a character. Yeah, yeah it's that, true. And yeah. he just like uses that to his advantage, and it's. it's I'm great. just wondering if the movie's going to be the same way, though. I yeah, really hope it so. is. Like, self, otherwise, I'm going to be very disappointed. He, he's self-aware in the test footage, so yeah, he definitely, it definitely will be. In the test footage, I thought he was kind of like, definitely kind of cartoony and and. Uh, and insane and in com- in a comical way, hmm. but like you know how what I always liked about reading Deadpool is that like it uses the thought bubbles and it uses like all the different like parts of the of the comic itself, hmm. um, you know, as as part of the character. And in the movie, they need to do things like subtitles and they need to do a similar thing, you know, where it like uses, you know, he he acknowledges the fourth wall and like he, you know, like it needs to be part of the medium of making a movie as part of the character. I think yeah. something that. I want to happen that I saw in the game of Deadpool. I heard like, that was funny. Yeah, it was like he stops everything, like everything just stops, and he like pulls out a script, and he's like, "Yeah, that's the kind like, of stuff they need stupid. to do." Like, yeah, they need to do that in the like, movie. It's like if they actually do that and they pull it off right, <laughs> yeah. I would love to see that Deadpool movie. That would be awesome. I just, I just got a bad feeling about it though, man. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I hope it's good, but I got a bad feeling. I, yeah, I'll go with that. I don't. I don't have a bad feeling. I do hope it's good, and uh, but I'll wait and see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've got a bad feeling. I've got a bad feeling about this. Cool. So that's <laughs> it for the news. Uh, so let's move on to some reviews. Uh, first up, we're going to go with Crystal, and she's reviewing The Giver. Okay. All right. Yes, I'm reviewing The Giver, starring. I was going to say Jeff Thompson. I don't know where that came from. What? <laughs> Jeff Bridges, <laughs> starring Jeff Bridges, the fabulous Jeff Bridges. <laughs> You know, I didn't even realize that was Jeff Bridges until, like, halfway through it. Really? What? I don't know why. It looks just like him, but just, like, it, it like, clicked in my head, like, halfway through the movie. That's Jeff Bridges. <laughs> I, have, I have no idea why. I have found that as he gets older, his, his speech pattern changes. Anyway, back to the review. Sorry, Jeff Bridges. Uh, Brenton, Brenton Thwaites. It's kind of hard to say. Brenton Thwaites uh, as Jonas. Meryl Streep as the chief elder. Special guest appearance by Taylor Swift. I won't tell you who she's called because that'll spoil the thing in the movie. Why does it spoil it? They reveal her name like five seconds afterwards. No, it's about halfway through. Come on. She plays, anyway, she plays Rosemary. It's my review. I'm not saying who she plays. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Katie Holmes as his mother, and Odia Rush as Fiona. Can Cameron Monaghan as Asher and Emma Tremble as Lily, but my list sort of times out after that because we've got no internet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but they're the main players. Um, this movie is set, I'm assuming, in the not too distant future. Uh, and it's set in a community that has decided to forget the past and uh, remove all emotions so they live in peace and harmony and there's no war and no crime and but there's also no happiness, no sadness. It's just getting on with day-to-day life. And, Welcome uh, to high school. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you've still it's got American emotion. American high school, yeah. <laughs> pretty sure you guys have still got emotion. Uh, probably a bit too much of it. <laughs> Bloody teenagers. Um, <laughs> you meet the th- three uh, high school friends, Jonas, Fiona, Fiona and Asha, um, who are about to graduate. And by graduating, that means that uh, the elders choose professions for them because they've been watched their whole lives with these little drone cameras. And I'll come back to that later because that's one of the things that confused me. The little drone cameras that watch you your whole life and the elders choose which profession you're going to go into. And for most people it's pretty obvious, but in Jonas's case it wasn't and nobody knew what he would be doing. Jonas is last to be picked and it turns out he is going to be the receiver. The receiver meets the giver, who is played by Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges uh, has to give Jonas the, the memories of the past. So not just his own memories, but all the memories of human past ever. So how he keeps all that in his head, I'm not quite sure. It's ridiculous. And uh, um, so uh, the movie is shot, interestingly, uh, in black and white and starts to become colour as, as Jonas receives the memories. And it's interesting how they use this. Uh, some parts of it uh, are completely monotone. Some parts are slightly tinted with colour and other parts are full HD colour. Um, so it, I think that's used pretty well. Uh, so that's the, the premise of the movie. Uh, uh, Jonas slowly comes to the realisation that the community's not all it could be and they've actually had their emotions and their memories stolen from them. Um, it's pretty obvious from the start what the morning injections are. Um, but uh, as I mentioned, the drones earlier, coming back to the drones, I, I found some of the actions that Jonas took a bit strange given that he knows he's being watched at all times or do they know they're being watched at all times surely, it's, surely it's they... pretty safe to know to say that they know because at, at every ceremony at every uh they play back the footage they play back the footage of yeah. their child of their and, and they've and been stuff. told that the elders are watching them so yeah yeah so, so some of the things that he does what he thinks is covert i don't know how he thinks yeah, i know this pathetic covert thing in the triangle with the waterfall is like, surely you know there's a camera directly above you. There's no roof, dude. Yeah. There's no roof. <laughs> <laughs> and what is the point of that triangle thing? Yeah, and they can beam into anybody's house. It's just, it's anyway. Just, anyway. Um, yeah, what's with the getting... That's kind of weird, anyway. It's kind of, um, like, it's kind of like 1984, though, where, like, the camera's in the, uh, like in the little apartment thing, but it's like everybody's just so used to the cameras being there that they just live with it. Yeah, and, that's, and that's perfectly fine. They just live with it, and they're intentionally covert in, a, in, a, in an interesting way so as they don't get seen, right? 1984 works yeah. perfectly that way. Whereas Jonas is so retarded that he thinks he's being covert, but he clearly isn't. Yeah. Look, overall, yeah. I think this was an interesting story. I just think there are bits in it that could have been worked out a bit better. And the, the ending didn't leave me wanting a sequel it left me a bit frustrated that they didn't really resolve this whole movie properly yeah 
It's um, quite clearly designed for a sequel yeah, that you and, don't even want. And I don't, I don't want to be, uh, I don't want the feeling of wanting a sequel forced upon me. I want to want a sequel because this was a really cool movie and I want to see more. Yeah. I don't want to be hanging out because I didn't quite get all the in, all the information from this movie. Fair enough. Was there a sequel to the original book? Yeah, it's a, it's a series of four books. Uh, oh, okay. Because okay. I, I remember reading, I never read this one, but I remember reading an excerpt from it whenever I was in school. The four books that are all set in the same universe, and they sort, uh, of, they, they, they sort of interconnect. Like one book deals with the mother of Gabe, who's the little baby in this, in this movie. So you actually get to meet Gabe's mother. Um, and so it's sort of the, the story sort of correlate with this story. Uh, one of the other books you get to actually see Jonas as an older man uh, living in, the, in a, an outside community, um, which I suppose just spoiled it because now you know Jonas doesn't die, but you know that anyway, let's, that? let's be honest. Um, and uh, one of the other books deals with something else I can't remember. Quite well, my biggest bug there with this movie is that Gabe appears to be quite important and spoiler alert, that doesn't really go anywhere in this film. They give this movie a bit. I give it a three because it's beautifully shot and it's always great to see Jeff Bridges in anything. So I'm going to give it a three. Okay. Um, well, as you probably gathered for, from my uh, reactions, I didn't like this movie at all. Mainly because I thought it was trying too hard to deliver a message that we've heard a billion times before in much better stories. There were had quite a lot of plot points that didn't make any sense but were there purely just to make a point and i don't i just can't stand that sort of stuff so there's there's nothing wrong with having the message of the film is fine i mean it's a good message that you should be that emotions are important love love you know conquers all and all that sort of stuff and that's that's all well and good but don't try and force it upon me with a story that doesn't make sense i didn't enjoy any of this film because i just i was so busy being annoyed at their this what they thought were clever tricks that I could see a mile away. Um, I thought Jonas as a character was incredibly boring, but a bit like Chris said, it is very well shot. It does look beautiful, yep. um, and it's always good to see Jeff Bridges because he's awesome. The best scenes in the movie was was um, between Jeff Bridges and Meryl Streep. Yeah, uh, that that was, that was actually really good. Hmm. Um, the way they never really said anything about the history, but you could tell that um, Meryl Streep's character had a history. Um, with the giver and um, like you're saying the ending I don't know that I got the ending I don't because it, it without you can't talk about it without spoiling it but it didn't yeah. make sense to what the ending supposedly was when they introduced that scene in the beginning of the movie yeah it, it didn't make any sense continuity wise hmm. but I don't know like you're saying like there's just little like the movie all in all wasn't bad but there's just little things that bugged you enough that mm. like you couldn't put yourself back in the disbelief um, things like um you know, this is supposed to be a society where they've removed, um, they've removed all emotion, but yet they still show compassion. Like, like yeah. even in the slightest sense, like they're like, oh well, the baby doesn't weigh enough. We're going to take it home and and uh, try to nurture it for you know another week and then see if it weighs more in the end. Spot well, on. Like, that's that's a, such a slight like that's a minuscule like you know form of compassion. So like, yeah. it wasn't that they were emotionless, you know. Yeah. And also, like they say, well, like well, they don't have any crime and they don't, you know, break the rules. But yet, even whenever Fiona is still taking her medication, you know, he convinces her to break the rules and they do that sled thing. Like at any point in this society, over however many years they've been doing this, 
if they're able to have emotion and to break rules, it doesn't seem like it would be possible for them to have a you know perfect society where there's no crime. Yeah, it just seems yeah. impossible. <laughs> anyway, like the, the movie doesn't make sense. Let's move on. Oh look, I, I I enjoyed it for what it was. I just didn't think it was as good as it could have been. Yeah. Fair enough. Cool, so next up we've got our special guest Cameron, and he'll be reviewing the TV show Wilfred. Cam Winston. Cam Winston, sorry. <laughs> Cam the man. Wilfred is a show about a man who goes into his basement that may or may not be real, and smokes pot <laughs> with his neighbor's dog. Yeah. That is the premise of this show. It's 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 a weird show. It's, it's one of those shows where most of the episodes don't really matter. It's just for the comedy. But then there are those episodes that make you think really hard about what Wilfred is. Yeah. In the beginning of the show, it begins with Ryan Newman, which is the main character played by Elijah Wood, trying to commit suicide by overdose. And it shows him waiting to die. And he's typed up a suicide note like three different times. And he wakes up in the morning. It didn't work. And his neighbor, Jenny something, comes over now... Wilfred is her dog, and it, they're talking to each other that morning, and he looks behind her, and he sees Wilfred, and he's, like, freaking out, because he sees a guy in a dog suit, <laughs> but everyone else sees Wilfred as a regular dog. Yeah. And so that's basically what most of the show is, is him smoking pot with his with his neighbor's dog, <laughs> and Ryan being freaked out by Wilfred because he does dog things as a human in a dog suit. Yeah. Now... He starts to realize that Wilfred isn't just a dog or a guy in a dog suit. It becomes so psychological. Like There's points where he goes into a, men a mental institution for a few days or something because of it. Every, every season ends with a big episode that's like, whoa, what's going to happen next? Blah, yeah, blah. And I've then, seen the first season. Yeah, I haven't seen the rest. And then in the second season, the opening episode, it doesn't explain it. No way. <laughs> never explains it. And but later on in the season, it starts explaining it. It starts explaining what happened in the last season and that makes you want to keep watching it. Yeah. This is completely crude humor, fart jokes, pervy moments. It's a middle schoolish treat. <laughs> <laughs> I do think it is like really psychological though in some points where like the ending of the first season whenever I, are we gonna? I guess we said there was spoilers, so I'll say at the beginning of the first, at the end of the first season, he opens up the door that would go to the basement, and there's just a closet there. Yeah. There's no basement, and he's been smoking weed in the basement with this dog and, the whole show. And you're <laughs> like, and that's just like this huge like thing. Yeah. But then like later on in the second season, he like presses on the wall in the closet, and he punches a wall through it, and the basement is there. What? That's even that's like even more of a reveal now that I know that. It's oh sorry. That's crazy. No, no, I am glad. Uh, I'm gonna watch it eventually. I'm gonna watch it. It's 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 a very funny show. I love it. I love it a lot. So this is a good review, just so you know. <laughs> just in case you <laughs> Wilfred is In case you were wondering, this is actually a very good review. <laughs> just <laughs> Take notes, David. <laughs> this is how it's done. <laughs> Wilfred is played by Jason Gann, and he's he's a kittle. I'm gonna go ahead and say I'm very I am a very uncultured little person. I don't know what accent it is. I can't tell if it's just British. That, that would be Australian. Yeah, it's an it's actually an, an American remake of an Australian TV show. Yeah, 
And isn't the same guy? Isn't the same guy? The dog. The dog is the same guy. The Elijah Wood character is different. Yeah. So is he even really a dog, Cameron? <laughs> oh, oh, I'm getting to that. Just wait. <laughs> no, I'm saying in. Never mind. <laughs> in real life, uh, I think he might really be a dog. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I've I've never met the dude. He might be a dog in a man suit wearing a dog suit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just blown his mind. <laughs> Give it a rating out of five. Four. Four out of five. Nothing's perfect. (laughs) Lost is a five out of five. I'm just kidding. Oh, come on. He's a young loser. One out of five. five. Breaking Bad's a five out of five. Definitely. (laughs) Walking Dead's a two. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned this. Um, I wanted to bring this up on the air. So my mom tells me that uh, you and your parents have a a zombie apocalypse-like action plan. Yes. Tell me about this. For reals? That's awesome. Yes. We've, we've gone over this numerous times. Here's how it works. Do y'all do drills? What do you mean? Like, do you have, like... We just talk about it. Our neighbors would, like, hate us if we ever, like, tried to do this. My parents send me and my brother to the grocery store. We get up on bread. You're dead. You're dead. No, just listen. Just you listen. can't go to the grocery store in the zombie apocalypse. You're dead. Keep going. We'll this, ignore this, it. We'll say like, you make it somehow. Okay, okay. This this is like before <laughs> it reaches Anderson. Because it normally doesn't start out in a small town. It usually starts in a big city. Something happens. Scientific mess up. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so you're saying like from the time you, you hear the first like news story of like somebody biting somebody's face off. Um, not from bath salts. Though. Oh, non-bath salt related. I got you. <laughs> what, what's the bath salts got to do with it? That hasn't reached Australia? No. Okay, so... (laughs) It's happened like twice in America. Let me enlighten you. (laughs) (laughs) This dude, he... he, I think he like crushed up bath salts and he like snorted bath salts or something. Yeah, he smoked or snorted bath salts. he went crazy and he like ate someone's face off. Yeah, like like literally it was like in the middle of uh, Chicago or somewhere. Yeah, in the streets, naked, eating another guy's face, and a cop had to shoot him, put him down. We heard the I heard the story, but I didn't I didn't know bath salts were the was the instigator. But I did had yeah, oh yeah. So so the guy eating the guys the homeless guy's face. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I have heard that, but I didn't know it was bath salts. (laughs) Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, So Carrie, Cameron, your your story. Yep. So you've you've gone to the supermarket, you've grabbed your bread and stuff. Yeah. So all right. So they send they send you and your brother to the grocery store, and as we're doing that, my dad is nailing up or boarding up the windows on the bottom floor okay and the sliding glass door okay as we all know unless if it's in like like i think you know like some kind of zombie movie where they're like running and stuff zombies can't climb so unless they get in the house they can't reach the up portion of our house. No, upstairs it's, it's yeah. A, yeah it's a two-story house and uh once we get back home with like the the necessary stuff like water yeah. things like that you know my dad He's going to build a balcony thing in front of my brother's room. How is he going to do all this? It's not like all in the same time period. Because they can't climb, he's yeah. going to do it while, just while they're there. So, oh, okay. So they can't reach him while he's doing it anyway. So. Okay. And then that balcony is used for, like, you know, shooting things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I get what you're saying. You go get you, – you, you fortify yeah, the house well, so you can use the yeah, top floor. You, you yeah, okay. so you go to the top floor. So, you knock the out the stairs. Well, as long as everybody – as long as you have a plan – I'm I'm proud of you. Any plan is a good plan. <laughs> I'm moving to Australia. This yeah. is my plan. Yeah. Yeah, we're in Ireland. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. 
you got an even. I don't know. There's more guns over life. here, though. Actually, if you think about it, Zombie Apocalypse America is not that bad. Everyday life, it's kind of scary, but Zombie Apocalypse not that bad. That zombie uh, escape plan was a very good segue into my review. Because um, yeah, I'll be on reviewing the first episode of the new TV show Z Nation. Z <laughs> uh, is is the is the new TV new TV show from Sci Fi Channel. Uh, so it's an original content show from Sci Fi. Siffy. Uh, yeah, well, Siffy. <laughs> well, that stupid bloody thing. Um, and uh, it's it, it's being produced by the Asylum. Who uh, are cool? They're um, <laughs> well, they're not cool. Let's be honest. But uh, at the asylum are the people that are responsible for th- for films like Sharknado, and uh, you know, giant mega mega My shark versus Piranosaurus Rex or something. I don't know. Pisa- you know, <laughs> do that one Piranosaurus Rex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sort of stuff. But they're also, they're also quite famous for their uh, for basically ripping off you know major movies. You know, so War- when War of the Worlds came out, they made uh, you know. World World War movie and you know all this sort of stuff. So they, that's they're, they're pretty popular for uh, for people like me. I mean, they're they're actually they're probably they're probably the the personification of of my you know bad movies that are actually enjoyable type stuff. So I I I have a fond place in in my heart for them. Being called Z Nation obviously involves zombies. It's uh it's very much a rip off of The Walking Dead. Uh, but basically, it's, it deals with uh, so it's a zombie apocalypse. There's a group of survivors. Uh, living in a community, and uh, they get they come across uh, a soldier and uh, a guy, and the guy is, uh, as you see earlier on in the episode, the guy is um, the only survivor of a anti-zombie serum. So he actually he gets injected uh, with this experimental serum and survives a zombie attack without changing. Um, and so the soldier's task is. So before the world goes to crap, he's he's ordered to take this guy to across country, you know, classic uh, story wise, you know, he has to go across the United States uh, to some CDC type place so that they can, you know, get the serum out of his blood and make. Um, the CDC type place is never close. That never happens to patient zero is never next door. No, well, it makes. I mean, it makes sense for this. If you're going to have a series, yeah. you want them to be, you have to. You're going to have to travel for a while. It's not like you're just going to go down to the local shop. No. <laughs> so, 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 actually, so that was fine. I was cool with all that. So he comes. So they come across this guy, and he's like, "Look, you've got to help me get this guy across the country." And at first, they're like, "No way." But of course, there's not going to be a show if they don't if they disagree. So eventually, they all sort of agree. And they meet up with some other people. This hot Laura Croft, short, short-wearing girl. This weird sniper guy. You know, all the tropes are there. The soldier that you know doesn't like to be a soldier, but as soon as he gets into the action, he goes mental. And you know, all the archetypes are involved. It tries really hard to be the so bad that it's good type of thing. Like it's it's very much tongue in cheek. Like it's it's very cheap. The the special effects are terrible. I think they real they they sort of, they realize that in typical asylum way. Yes, it is bad, and they know it's bad. In that ex- in this, that respect, I kind of enjoyed it. I'll be honest with you. I like so you know I love zombies and you know and it's always good to see that sort of you know, that sort of thing where you know they so they're, they're not really taking themselves seriously. It's just unfortunate that um, there are some sort of there are sort of parts of it that sort of dragged it down. Like it's like like I said, the special effects, but more importantly, the acting is just so unbelievably bad that it's. It's kind of hard to watch, but it's like it's you know it's like look, there's a zombie over there, 
what do we do? You know, it's like it's like high school acting type one hundred and one. It's and it really it sort of detracts it. The only person that does a decent job is the soldier guy who's played. I actually now I can't suddenly can't remember the guy's name, but he's he's basically the only sort of decent actor in the group. And sure enough. He dies. <laughs> so it's like, so well, so you live. Oh, he's talking about the guy from Lost. Yeah, the guy from Lost. Yeah, so the the um, Thino's father. He's Michael. Yeah, Michael, he's Michael from Lost. Yeah, that's right. He's one of those actors that's like in a lot of stuff, but you like don't realize it until you yeah. start looking for it. Yeah. So and, and even he even he's not awesome, but he's still the best of the bunch. There's no doubt about that. Um, and you know, of course, being you know the only the only person the only one of them that out of the group that dies happens to be the African American. I won't we won't go on that subject. Anyway, but the thing that, that, that really sets this, this uh, episode apart and it was going to make me want to watch more, and I'm ashamed to say this, but because uh, as, you know, as our listeners know, I'm a fan of bad stuff. You know, like, unlike The Giver, which was just terrible, this is actually <laughs> enjoyable bad. But um, for, for, all of those, for all of those zombie fans out there that have seen Zack Snyder's remake of Dawn of the Dead will know that it has a zombie baby in it. And the zombie baby doesn't do much because it's just being born. And so it's basically just sitting in this crib, you know, and of course they have to kill it. But uh, the first episode of Z Nation also has a zombie baby in it. And uh, the only difference, though, is that this baby's like like a year old or something. I don't know. He's like, he's, it's he's, a zombie toddler. Yeah, it's, a zo- it's a zombie toddler. And so when it changes in this terrible scene, it like, doesn't make any sense. Like you, you assume it dies of starvation, but it doesn't look starving. It looks fully, looks healthier than everybody else. Anyway, but so anyway, so it turns into a zombie toddler and then just attacks them in sort of classic 70s horror film style way. It's just so ridiculously over the top. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, it was terrible, but it was awesome in its terribleness. And, uh, you know, Zombie Baby just takes them all on. It's Brit. Sounds like a should be a song, Zombie Baby. Zombie Baby! Yeah, maybe not that song. Yeah, maybe not that song. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have no musical talent of any kind. Uh, but anyway, so, yeah, so Z Nation. It was terrible, but uh, like Cam said before, this is actually a good review. <laughs> and uh, uh, <laughs> uh, it, I, I, highly, I, I highly enjoyed it for its terribleness, and uh, I'll keep watching it. I think it's hilarious, and... Uh, I don't know if it really deserves a rating. Technically, it's a zero out of five, <laughs> but in terms of joy, in, in terms of enjoyment, it's it's at least a three. <laughs> enjoyment. <laughs> so, Cam, does your uh, zombie apocalypse plan involve escaping from zombie babies? Uh, no. It's <laughs> pretty easy to get. You can just football kick them. No, that, that dude yeah, zoomed yeah, around like Speedy like... Gonzales. It was awesome. I mean, I don't, I don't like babies as it is. <laughs> we kick alive babies, what you're saying? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> if I knew that I could get away with it. <laughs> if nobody was watching, you'd do it. Oh man. Okay, so next up, we've got Bo and Californication season one. You gotta forgive me. It's been a little while since I watched the first season, but I'm doing this now because they just added all the other seasons to Netflix. So um, I'm, I'm planning to watch the other, I think, six seasons of Californication. Uh, this is the David Duchovny show about a self-loathing alcoholic. Um, he's an ex-writer that uh, basically wrote this book. It's called something hilarious like um, Why God Hates Us All. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, I think it's just he, called God Hates Us. 
Yeah, it's like why God hates us, yeah. and um, why God, why? <laughs> somehow, somehow, this book got turned into a movie called um, "A Funny Little Thing Called Love," <laughs> and and uh, that's one of the running jokes of the show is that uh, David Cuffney's character is um, he's he's always running into people that are like. Oh, you wrote that book? I just love it. And then he can tell by the way they talk about it that they only saw the movie and not read the book. Yeah. Um, and it's just funny because people are always like, oh, the book wasn't as good as the movie, or they, they really changed the movie from the book. And it's like, well, this book started out as God hates us, and it turned into a funny thing called love. So obviously they, they changed a few things. Yeah. Um, but um, he's, a, uh, he's basically like a uh, sex addict in the show. Um, he uh, keeps running into... Um, you know, uh, book club fangirls that uh, have sex with them everywhere, um, and they're always pretty hot, honestly. And David the Company's not bad himself. I mean, I'm telling you, he's an attractive dude, even even at this age. Hmm. Would you agree, David? <laughs> what do I get asked? <laughs> is, is, is he up there with Chris Hemsworth? <laughs> well, he's no, um, he's no Chris Hemsworth, but he's an attractive man. <laughs> it's no Benedict Cumberbatch. Like. <laughs> <laughs> There's anything um, wrong with that? But. Uh, it's a it's a cool show. It's real sarcastic. Um, you, you see him; he's taking care of his um, of his daughter, who was from a uh, previous marriage, and um, the interactions between him and her are really good on the show. And and um, and she kind of like, you know, she kind of sees you know his lifestyle and, and makes certain opinions about him. But he's he's growing more and more into a fa- into being a father as the season goes on. And um, it's actually a really cool show, and I actually can't wait to watch uh, the rest of the seasons that they put on Netflix. I think, I think um, I really enjoy David Duchovny. I love X Files. Um, I have a my best friend looks just like him, and um, he's also an attractive male, um, but he's married. And it's a cool, it's a cool show. If I give, I, it's hard for me to rate it now because yeah. I haven't watched the entire thing. So I can, I can rate this season yeah. as a four out of five. Um, but uh, maybe I'll report that. back to cool. you guys once I watch more of the show. Yeah, but yeah, that's a, it's a good show. I, I actually quite enjoyed what I've seen of it. Okay, so next up we've got Contest of Champions. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! For this edition of Contest of Champions, we've got Batman, uh, very specifically the Christian Bale movie Batman, versus Iron Man. Once again, specifically Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr., Marvel, Iron Man. They're both at the, the peak of their abilities. Neither of them are, you know, they haven't got any... No PTSD. Uh, no PTSD or sore knees or anything like that. They're all at their peak. And as our regular listeners will know, uh, I am a fan of my scenarios. So yes, sometimes they are a bit silly, but I like them. So here's the scenario for this fight. Bruce Wayne, as Batman, infiltrates Stark HQ to ensure that the tech isn't being used for nefarious purposes. Unfortunately, though, he is tracked. In retaliation, Tony jokingly attempts to buy Wayne Enterprises. While on the premises, he plants a bug that lets him hack the Wayne Enterprise systems, like he does on the helicarrier, for everybody who wasn't paying attention. Uh, through that system, he, uh, through that hacking, he learns that Bruce is Batman. Dun, dun, dun. The next day, he arrives at Wayne Mansion to confront and taunt Bruce, being the, the smart ass that he is. Well, he would, because uh, he doesn't care that everyone knows he's Tony Stark. Yeah, no, he doesn't care. <laughs> During the confrontation, Bruce becomes enraged, because that's what he's like, and hits Tony. Tony immediately armors up and flies outside to call him out. It's like, let's take this outside. 
Bruce also suits up and meets him outside. Let the fight commence. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. In a way, in a way, he Stark has the other upper hand because of that. Yeah. Because he's, you know, he's made the first move, yeah. as opposed to like if Batman were to research Tony Stark, and he could find. Well, maybe he. I actually, I would say Batman probably already has, because like you said, Tony Stark is public. So if we're pretending like they live in the same world somehow, yeah. then I think that Batman would already have a file on Tony Stark and already know like his weakness. Totally, um, so totally he probably gotcha. just he would have an expensive bottle of scotch at hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and some bucks and yeah. babes. <laughs> so as our, as yeah, our special guest, Cam, we'll, we'll, we'll start with you. So, yeah, I mean, just Bo is right. He, he knows everything he needs to know. I mean, so they do they exist in the same universe. Um, obviously, they don't in real life, but it's, they do for this for this story. <laughs> real they, life, they don't in real life, either way. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. You know, in the reality, reality. Anyway, so uh, they're they're out on the on the lawn of Wayne Mansion. Cam, what do you what do you think is going to happen first? I think Iron Man has the upper hand in this because he he knows everything about Batman at this point. Yeah, because he knows his how Batman's armor works. He knows all of his gadgets. Yeah, he knows all of his tricks. So, Tony, Tony's really smart. He yeah. would know to take precautions about all of his gadgets on whatever armor he's going to wear yeah. before he goes, just in case something happens. Totally I think right. Batman would do a similar thing, but, yeah. but like you said, Batman was just... What was he doing whenever Tony Stark showed up? Oh, who knows? Sitting there staring at a picture of his parents or something? Who knows? Yeah, he's staring at a picture. He's practicing saying, no, no. He, like, he got the coffin in his like in his bedroom, and he's just like sitting on the edge of his bed like, wake up, wake up. Um, yeah. He's practicing the voice. So, yeah, I guess I guess he would. There's similar characters in that they're both just kind of rich. Yeah. You know, they're rich, normal, mortal people. Yep. that have really cool gadgets, really cool suits. One has a real-life butler, the other one has an AI butler. <laughs> Very true. Which is better? So, Which butler's better? Yeah, the I'll, AI butler. Oh, yeah. Michael Caine, for sure. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but, I, but I'm, with, I'm, with, I'm with Cam. It's, it's, I mean, it's, 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 Batman's famous for having a file on everybody. And, yeah. and, uh, the Bat like, Files. Uh, yeah, the Bat Files. <laughs> <laughs> and but as Cam said, I mean, it's, it's, Tony would have you know worn a suit that he had modified specifically to counter any of Bat's things. So it really, it really comes down to. So Batman can't use any long range stuff. It really comes down to Tony being silly enough to come down to the ground and having a fight. And then yeah. Batman's got it all the way. I mean, but, it's, but it's, can Batman use some sort of EM pulse and knock out Jarvis? You reckon? So you reckon he'd use some yeah. sort of pulse? I like that. I think he would have something up his sleeve already if he can just get to it. And I think he could because, I mean, he is, while, yes, Stark has the upper hand because he, you know, initiated the first move, um, Batman is on his turf. So, I mean, he would have some way to get down to, you know, that big dinosaur and giant penny and and (laughs) have some way, he would have some gadget down there that he could could use, you know? So all he has to Uh, do is get the, the suit off Tony, and if you knock that suit out, it just falls off. So Iron Man three star, just, yeah. just it just disintegrates. So are we I going? Think, uh, so think, are we going with that? We're going to Batman. We're going to say that Batman uses a pulse to knock Tony out of the sky. Yeah, I think not only that, Batman. If he knows, like again, if if this is a world where Bruce Wayne exists in the same world as Tony Stark, Bruce Wayne has a device that takes Tony Stark out of his suit. Like I think he has it just in case, just like he had like a fail safe for Superman. Yep. 
but yeah, I think he would have a fail safe because he would say, just in this guy seems like a nice guy, but just in case, yeah, if he ever comes, you know, at my house and and starts a fight with me, I can hit this button and yeah. he's he loses his suit. <laughs> All right, well, I'm totally I am totally down with that. So uh, the pulse goes off. Iron Man comes to the ground. We'll go over disintegrating suit Iron Man. But as we saw, now, in, and so we saw in Iron Man three, Tony can still do stuff without his suit. Yeah, he's not an invalid. Now it's, I could just picture him going, I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so it's Bats versus suitless Tony. He could call he could call like a whole bunch of suits like he did in Iron Man Three. Yeah, like he could call yeah. like a lot more. Yeah. Ooh. Or, so he calls more but, suits. But whatever disabled the first suit, Batman could just keep doing. <laughs> just keep disabling the other suits. So let's face it, Bats versus unarmored Tony. It's it's Bats all the way. Like even no, even movie no, bats. I think bat. I think Batman finds a way to win. Always. No. <laughs> I, 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 I will fight this. You're from the Marvel generation. No, though. this is like, this is this is awesome. This is why I Cam. Mean, this is why Cam is now allowed to be on every episode. So, <laughs> so you so Cam, you reckon you reckon Tony could pull this off? Yes. But how? How? You said it yourself. He can do other things yeah. outside of his suit. Bruce Wayne can just do the same exact things outside of his suit. Tony knows different things. He knows different types of martial arts. He's a marksman. He's pretty good at shooting, as we saw in Iron Man Three. Does he carry a gun? We know Batman doesn't 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 shoot. Well, I mean, well, like I said earlier, if Tony Stark figured out all of Bruce Wayne's secrets, yeah. you think he'd be like, "I'm going to come pack in heat." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm with that because he knows all the Tony, he knows all the Bruce Wayne secrets, so he would he would anticipate an impulse. So he would, yeah, he would know that there were, that he has a gadget that would take him out of a suit, so he would have some kind of firepower mm. with him. I think that okay. Batman would know that Iron Man would know <laughs> that he's that he's got a gadget. <laughs> it's like one of those things where it's just like one of them pulls out one gun, the other one pulls out like a bigger gun, the other yeah. one pulls out. Yeah. I mean, let's face it; they're kind of real. Not. They're they're kind of shockingly similar characters, really, when you boil it down. <laughs> well, like that sequence where he's running around about his suit. Where he, I think he's, he refers to himself as the mechanic or something. Yeah. So he's running around. So he's got that dart gun water pistol thingy and and uh, yeah. sort, of, sort of stuff so maybe he brought some low-tech stuff because he knew that a suit was going to get taken out well let's face it being tony stark he would design a suit that could survive an impulse let's be honest yeah i think if we're talking christian bell batman i mean maybe iron man stands a better chance yeah christian bell would just get mad at yell at and yell at some <laughs> lighting guy on the set <laughs> <laughs> That's why I wanted to specifically say it was movie Batman, so we don't have any of this kryptonite ring rubbish, you know, the, the yeah. ultimate, the Batman never loses rubbish. This is movie Batman, and he gets his ass handed to him on a number of occasions. He can heal his back in, like, six months in a Turkish prison, though. Yeah. <laughs> Magically get back to Gotham. Out of nowhere. And have the time to draw or to paint a giant bat onto a bridge well, that within, movie was within an hour and light it on fire. Yeah. All right, well, end. I want to. I want to go with. I want to go with what Tony on this. Limit? I reckon Tony would find a way. There's four of us. Let's put it to a vote. I reckon Tony wins just because he would have some sort of idea. I think here's what I want to say. I got an asterisk beside mine. All right. Yeah. Very explicitly, movie. Tony Stark beats movie Batman, but I still think comics Batman beats the 
comics biomechanical britches off of Iron Man. <laughs> Good. Comics, Batman beats like, everybody. Let's see. Let's just get that out of the way. Crystal's totally right. If it was comic Batman versus comic Iron Man, the fight would be over within seconds. It would be Batman I, standing on top of Tony's severed head. It's like it's just, it would be the end of it. It's just it just wouldn't even be a contest. But I did specify it is movies, the movie versions, yeah, no. and I reckon Tony Stark's got it. I agree with that. I'm calling Greg Bo Watson after this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'd agree pissed. with that. I think because I like Tony Stark better than Bruce Wayne. <laughs> All right, so that's three for Tony. What are you saying, Bo? I'm begrudgingly with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> only only because of peer pressure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> David just wants peer pressure for the win. Episode. Yeah, well, I, if you don't agree, you don't agree, that's fine. But it's still three versus one, so... Democratic process. It doesn't even matter anymore. <laughs> All right, so that's victory for Tony Stark Iron Man, who of course then goes off and has a drink and uh, a jacuzzi with some hot ladies. In, in the suit that he the, with, yeah. with with Batman's blood on the suit, like <laughs> he just yeah, knocks, that's right. knocks Bruce that's out and it's right, a multi-billionaire blood there. <laughs> that's a that's a one percent blood right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a contest of champions. That's victory for uh, Tony Stark. If uh, if you have a, an idea of the fight, if you agree or disagree, then uh, please let us know. I just do want to just a quick mention to. I got some feedback from our. Um, we did a Spider Man episode, and at the start of that Spider Man episode, I intentionally baited everybody who disagreed with the Spidey versus Wolverine outcomes because, of course, it was Spidey. That was versus, our first one. Yeah, our very yeah. first one was Spidey versus Wolverine, and Spidey won. Um, and uh, there were people that were not pleased by that result. And uh, who so, who won? Spidey. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. But I, I totally agree. <laughs> I got to say, yeah, like I was going for uh, Wolverine, but in hindsight, I definitely think Spidey won. Yeah, it's, it's funny. This, the person that the, the, he come back with this. Um, his name's Matt, by the way. So he's a fan of the show. So hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Um, he. Um, he violently disagreed. He's basically he's he's a fan of both characters, violently. but he basically he's pounding on his keyboard. He violently disagreed, and uh, he like was not all he, caps, <laughs> all caps. Yeah, he this is an pleased. all caps email if I've ever heard of one. He has uh, he has come back with, with a, bit, a, bit, a bit of feedback that I actually I do actually kind of agree with. My, my argument that why Spidey won was because he basically would never be hit. Like he can't cut what you can't hit, you know. And and his feedback was well, if you read the comic, Spidey gets hit all the time. And I actually do kind of agree with that. In the yeah. earlier in the earlier comics, for sure, Spidey was hit by people as crap as the Vulture, and it's like, how? You know, I've always wondered why is that the case. I mean, it's most of the man. time they come up with a, with an excuse for it. It's like his Spidey sense is being knocked out of action, or whatever the case may be, and that's fine. But every now and again, he does get hit by a normal person. And my response to that is, even though I do agree with that, and sometimes it doesn't make a lot of sense. This is a fight to the death. Like we said, we specify that it was they were actually out to kill each other. He holds back against foes in the in the comics and the movies because he's scared that he's going to hurt them. And in a fight to the death, he's not going to be scared. He's going to do whatever it takes to win. And if he's going to do yeah. whatever it takes Just to win, he's not going to get hit. Once Just again, tie a noose with the web. Yeah, exactly. Just throw him. I mean, his head into it. Wolverine, he can <laughs> regenerate, but I mean, can you suffocate him? Yeah, or would he, or would he die, and his molecules still? I don't um, know. You can, yeah, he can actually know. suffocate. You can, he can suffocate and die, but then he then regenerates. His brain regenerates, and he, he can, he's done that a couple of times. He would just keep, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I just want to specify: in a fight to the death, <laughs> Spidey would not be hit, and so therefore he wins. 
right. <laughs> I appreciate I appreciate uh, the people that like to really get into the debate like that. But for yeah. me, the fun in this really is just comparing how similar two um, you know characters are, and then you know comparing their strengths and weaknesses is not necessarily for me like how it actually outcomes. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's the yeah. puzzle. It's not the yeah. The interesting part is the it's the journey, not the destination. Yes. <laughs> Let's move on to Azerothian times. As our times is our Warcraft segment. It's a it's a favorite of Young Bows. Uh, I've, uh, have you got have you actually got anything to mention on this one, dude? Uh, let's see. I can tell you what I've been doing in WoW. Oh, uh, I've been organizing my bank. I've been uh, selling junk on the auction house. I've been logging in and sitting in uh, Shrine of the Two Moons. Uh, <laughs> a bunch of boring stuff like that is what's been going on in, in my life. You've taken Warcraft. a break from it, yeah. I, I don't know. I just haven't canceled my account for like over a year, and I'm like, I don't want to end the streak now. Yeah. Maybe they're going to send me a free T-shirt at two years or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what? All right. So I want to know what are the kids playing these days? Oh, just Cam. <laughs> the games that I don't play. Like, okay. Like I'll like I'll sit down and I'll play like Batman Begins for the original Xbox, like in my brother's room. Cause yeah. Only his Xbox is the one that actually. Please, he's got all the cool stuff. He's got the cool stuff. <laughs> but he's at Clemson now, so yeah. his stuff is my stuff. <laughs> he's, that's how he's at where, sorry? <laughs> he's away at university, so like ah. he, he's, all his stuff is his stuff. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> Take advantage. You should start World of Warcraft. You I don't have you? any money. That's, that's <laughs> my problem. It's when only I, 15 bucks a month, man. Yeah, you come up with that. I don't have a job yet. <laughs> Leave him alone, okay. Bo. When, when I get a job, I might start if he doesn't want to, If he doesn't want to get addicted to Warcraft like we what are, that's fine. What a drug dealer. Yeah, no. The first, the I mean, first I, game I, is free. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I kind of, I really do want to play it. I want to I wanna have that experience, you know? Hmm. That's all I want in life is I want to understand. <laughs> Okay, okay, let me clarify that statement. <laughs> I don't want I don't want that experience <laughs> specifically. Yeah. I just I just wanna, I'm with you. I just wanna understand yeah. why people do things. Like he okay. wants to know what love I think is. that's my purpose in life, is to understand people. Okay. I want you to show me. <laughs> what is love? <laughs> Still don't understand that yet either. So. Well, there's time for that. <laughs> so, so Dave, what have you been doing in WoW? <laughs> just some size. Cam, uh, Cam, you're awesome. To understand people. Okay. No, that's, that's the quote. That's the quote of the podcast. <laughs> I just want to understand. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with Bo. I'm, I'm basically just bored. I'm, I'm just being sort of. Uh, just trying to get some achievements taken care of, taken off the list, and uh, you know, mogs, and trying to get a certain bows—not bows in my friend bow, but bows in bows and arrows. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, for my hunter. It's like third grade all over again. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, other than that, so other, other Azerothian times news we've got is uh, they've released Lords of Wars Part Three and Four, so there's only one more to go. And, you know, they're okay. They're pretty cool. Pretty cool animation. Uh, they were dealing with um, Kilrog and Duratan. So, yeah, not bad. Uh, and uh, in other news, there was an interview with Corey Stockton, who's uh, working on one of the uh, developers for Warlords of Draenor, and he was talking about garrisons um, and how garrisons are going to work, which is awesome, and specifically stables. So with a, if you have a stable as part of your garrison, uh, you can actually display your mounts like in the stables, which oh, is awesome. Yeah. And you can 
also get uh, new mounts. So there'll be some new mounts in Wall of Dredrano, and, and you can you can hunt them down like hunters do with their pets. You actually, go off and find them in the world, tame them. That's cool. And then uh, bring them back to your stable and go through a bunch of achievements for them, and and actually then eventually by the end of it, you get to ride them as a mount. So it's yeah, I'm really, really excited for uh, Stables. That's pretty sick, yeah, yeah that's that cool. cool. And the garrisons, he explained garrisons a little bit more. They've taken away the infirmary, because um, they just said it just didn't really work. And not all parts of the garrisons, the garrisons are made up of different sections, and not all parts of the garrison actually have servants. But you do have one part of the garrison called the barracks, which can create, which creates up to five NCPs, which follow you around the world. So you can actually have your own little group to go out and into the world and attack stuff with, which is great. Is various sort of stuff like that, and of course the other things where you, people where your garrisons can be attacked and stuff like that. So, really cool. Really looking forward to it. This is the first thing I'm going to yeah, do. Yeah, that's is what I'm garrison. most excited about. It's, it's really cool. It is really cool. Yeah. Um, the one thing I don't like about garrisons, and this might be a weird gripe, but from what I understand, most things in your garrison is not account bound. It's it's play. It's uh, character bound. Like I don't know what parts of it are going to be account bound and what parts are going to be character bound but like i don't i'm i'm probably only going to do it on my mage and and i'm not going to do it on the others if and that kind of like makes it so that the mage is is my warlords of draenor character um like i probably won't play any of the other ones much unless you know i don't know i'll have to see how it acts i'll have to see yeah. like how it how it is in action yeah i'm I'm totally i'm totally with you i mean if i if i have to sort of nominate a particular character then obviously it'll be my my hunter and and at least hopefully at least all the characters on the one of yours on the one server and faction can go to the garrison. That, that at least would be good. Um, it just makes sense to me that it would be account bound. It's yeah. it's it's bizarre to me that it's bound by character. Yeah, but, oh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see exactly how it works when it comes out in November. Very exciting. Uh, so, so long. Let's, let's finish up with some uh, coming soon. In Australian cinemas, September 25th, we get The Skeleton Twins, uh, which is a story of uh, two uh, uh, male and female twins who survive an accident with their younger, but then sort of go their sort of separate ways, and they're quite estranged, and then they, they come back together to sort of, you know, reacquaintance themselves. It's Chris and Wig, uh, sort of a sort of semi-comedic, dramatic role. Uh, the Equalizer, based on the TV show The Equalizer, uh, it's a it's a it's slightly different, but it's but it's basically Denzel Washington, um, who's hiding from the mob, and uh, but then he has to come back into action one more time in order to help Chloe Moretz. Um, uh, the Little Death, which is an Australian film about sex, essentially. So the Little Death is French for orgasms. Oh, I've heard that. Yeah. yeah so it's uh, so it's basically before. a film. It's basically a film about. You know, the joys of sex and that sort of stuff. I don't know. It's meant to be a comedy, I suppose. <laughs> it's weird. Uh, Life of Crime. Cam's not allowed to go. Yeah, uh, can, no Cam. Cam can't go until you're a little older. I'm, yep. very, I'm very disappointed with my age. <laughs> uh, Life of what Crime. What is age, anyway? <laughs> I just want just to understand age. <laughs> Maturity is what counts. That's true. I, I'm Time with you there. not yet. So. Um, and yeah, I agree with you. In Bloom, which I once again can't remember what it's about. Sounds like the same thing. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it does sound like... Oh, no, I do know what it's about. It's about... Erotic of, Journey from Mulan to Mint. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's, something like, it's about young girls that, is that become, you know, a marriageable age or something. I don't know, something like that. Anyway, whatever. Uh, Bo, you got the American ones? Um, the Box Trolls and The Equalizer. Yes. 
You're really excited about it over there. Yes, okay. <laughs> now, the reason why I'm very excited about this movie is because Denzel Washington was in a movie that me and my dad loves very much. This movie called Man on Fire. Yeah. And it's essentially the same exact thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, now it's, kind of, it's kind of different because well, let's in hope Man on different. Fire, he was trying to save this little girl from this mob that kidnapped her. Yeah. Because he was her bodyguard. Because yeah. she was the daughter of a rich family, yeah. and this, I don't, I don't, I don't exactly know. But he's trying to save, he's trying to save himself and some girl. Is it Denzel Washington again? Yep. Okay, that's all you need to say. And, yes. and Chloe. All right, uh, Box Trolls, uh, The Equalizer, and everything else is limited releases. Awesome, cool. Well, that's uh, that was coming soon, and that's the episode. So uh, once again, I just want to say thank you for Young Cam for uh, joining us. It was very, very cool. Cam made that the best yes. Azerothian times ever. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you're welcome back anytime you want. It was, very, it was, it was a, a joy to have you. It was a joy to be here. <laughs> and uh, that's, that's it from the, from the rest of the crew as well. We've got Crystal. I'm not Batman. No, you're not. <laughs> and Bo. My parents are dead. <laughs> <laughs> and myself. That's it for episode 110. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us. And uh, early... Two more episodes to go before New York Comic Con. Yay! New York Comic Con. Very exciting. Say no, this is going to be all over my Facebook. <laughs> oh, that, that's oh, fine. Okay. I'm going to awesome. share this episode so many times. Do it. Do, Do it. it. I'm going to send it to my friends. We're going to get so many, so many young listeners. <laughs> <laughs> this is a clean version of an episode. And yeah. Well, there's well, still well, many innuendos in there. There is definitely. Just let yeah. that be a warning. <laughs> Anyway, thank you very much, and uh, and thanks to uh, any new listeners that we get because of Cam throwing it all over the place. <laughs> Who are those YouTube people? Spread the word! going to blast all over your Facebook. I'm going to, like, slap it on people's faces. I'm going to make gonna a slap it and blast all over your Facebook. Does he know like, what he's saying? A, I'm gonna, I'm, gonna yeah, I'm pretty sure he knows what he's saying. Like, make a sticker and, like, slap it on people's faces. Stop okay. saying and that! <laughs> <laughs> and after they beat the crap out of me, they're going to like, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> let's see what this is. It. Cameron's excited. I am very excited. I hope I give you guys on the show again. <laughs> I had a lot of fun. We can't do that on the show. Oh, no, I'm, I'm keeping all that in. That was all gold. <laughs> Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Nerd Culture Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email to feedback at nerdculturepodcast.com. You can run on our wall if you go to the Facebook page. Go to facebook.com forward slash nerdculturepodcast. Tweet us at nerdculturecast. Skype us on nerdculturepodcast. If we don't answer, leave a message. We might even play it on the show. You can comment on any post on our website. www.nerdculturepodcast.com If you'd like to support the show, use the Amazon affiliate widget on our website to do your Amazon shopping. It doesn't cost you any extra, and a small percentage of the profit goes towards helping us to produce our show. We can see what you buy, but not who you are, so your privacy is assured. Check out our videos at ncptv.net or search for NCPTV on YouTube because we also have a YouTube channel. Don't forget, you can rate, review and subscribe to the show on iTunes. Wondering where you can hear more of Bo? Go to ecnradio.com. Bo and David also have another podcast called Film Flames. More info at www.filmflames.com. You can find all of our podcasts and more at undercastnetwork.com. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for more episodes.